0: Hi, I'm Trevor
1: And I'm Kyle And uh, this episode we're catching up on Blu-ray for April 2019 Um, uh, Bear with me, we just got finished recording uh, an episode uh, (laughs) A triple threat (laughs) episode with uh, Trevor's brother But uh, yeah, uh, I think this I I haven't even looked at the uh, April releases But I have a feeling they're going to be much better than uh, February Because February was
0: garbage (laughs) that it was um for those of you out there who aren't familiar with the format um this episode is what we like to call a catching up on blu-ray um what that means is basically we look at the calendar month's upcoming releases and just voice our thoughts on uh, what's to come Uh, and obviously it's april so we're going to be talking about april's releases um Again, if you're not aware, uh, physical media releases tend to come out on Tuesdays. So if a lot of these dates fall on Tuesday, that'd be why. Um, So right off the bat on the calendar, we have April 2nd. Um, First big release is Bumblebee, the uh, Transformers spinoff film. Um, I actually heard this is a step in the right direction for the franchise. Um, This is, yeah, it's directed by a fellow by the name of uh, Travis Knight. Uh, who has a background animation um he does uh, a laika animation have you ever seen any of their movies no i have not stop motion um oh you've been only... telling me about them okay yeah I, I i've told you a few times you should ch- you should look into their stuff the only <sighs> movie of theirs that i've seen personally is uh kubo and the two strings oh yes you told uh, me about that it's very good uh even just from a technical standpoint like if if that's all you care about like the story's good and the voice acting's great as well but um just from a technical standpoint it's it knocks you on your ass like it's pretty incredible what they're able to do um so having him jump in and take the place of michael bay for the first time on the franchise that's a Man, that's a leap. I'm going to go ahead um,
1: and put something out there real quick. Uh, you, I know you've been wanting to do an animation month where we talk about our favorite uh, animation. Are we going to count stop motion as, uh, along those lines? Absolutely. Okay, because honestly, went back and watched James and the Giant Peach. I find the stop motion more enjoyable than... Uh, I like the the design of the stop motion uh, stuff in
0: James and the Giant Peach better than I do Nightmare Before Christmas. Um. Do you remember a children's book author by the name of John Sheska? I do not. Uh, He did the Stinky Cheese Man (laughs) Mm. and uh, the Big Bad Wolf. Uh, He did some amazing children's stories that his art style uh, had that kind of like all real monsters or like Ren and Stimpy kind of anarchic look to it where like the perspective is intentionally just kind (laughs) of fucked. James and the Giant Peach kind of gave me that vibe where it's like the character designs are just straight up bizarre, and their proportions like there's no consistency. It's it's all over the place. But I remember liking that movie when I was a kid, especially since our teacher like got us really into rolled doll um, in like third grade, I think.
1: Mm.
0: Um, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'd I'd rewatch that again. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <I'd, laughs> but I, I think I'd throw i would it. On I, there. I, I've heard Bumblebee is pretty good, and my brother was actually talking about doing like a, a comprehensive review of all the Transformers movies, including Bumblebee, so uh, I guess I have that to look forward to. You. Um, yeah, you. me, because you have <laughs> no attachment to the franchise whatsoever. No. Um, uh, fun note, Bumblebee features uh, John Cena, the world's most perfect human being. <laughs> He's like if um, The Rock and Mark
1: Wahlberg, like, combined and yeah, somehow they did
0: the if they did the fusion dance and became one
1: fusion except i think that john cena
0: is funnier than both of them um you know he he's got a career ahead of him as soon as he decides to stop wrestling i look forward to seeing him in movies because if the highlights that you have shared with me uh, are any indication of what he has to offer uh, i want more him in train wreck is just
1: awesome um <laughs> Uh, Up next, we have The Mule, which, I mean, Clint Eastwood has had this enormous, incredible career, and I haven't seen maybe three of his movies. I think I've seen three. Oh, wow. I I just can't do it. I can't do Clint Eastwood movies. I just, nothing about them intrigues me. Um, However, I've heard this is pretty decent.
0: Yeah, uh, the subject matter alone is kind of fascinating, Mm -hmm. because this is sadly probably a familiar story to people in certain parts of the country i guess um he i have a kind of a similar relationship to clint eastwood i guess i know him more by reputation than by like actually personally viewing his films um he has a a matter of fact style to his presentation that either works for you or it doesn't um he's not big on like uh, histrionics or or like dynamism in his filmmaking. It's all kind of just like, yep, a thing happened. <laughs> and, uh, yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he was um, a, a front runner in a lot of spaghetti Westerns. Isn't like the good, the bad and
0: the ugly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, his foundation is most like early in his career was mostly Westerns. And of course the dirty Harry movies from like the seventies all the way through, I think maybe even 1990, uh, when he did the, the Deadpool, uh, the, yeah, he, he's he's most known for being like the consummate American tough guy, I guess, um, which is part of why Gran Torino ended up being such a good movie, if you ask me, because uh, it kind of flips that on its head in a really interesting way. Um, I, I would recommend that one. I like that quite a bit. And Unforgiven is, of course, very, very, very good Western. Um Oh, fun fact! Uh, I I know this from reading one of those like Leonard Maltin movie review books when I was a kid. Um, I think his first like credited screen role was as a like a jet fighter pilot that blows up the giant spider in a tarantula. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say them. Uh, I was like, wow, he's that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was around the same time period. It was black and white fifties B B movie. Um. Vice. Have you heard anything about Vice? Uh, I've heard divisive reviews, actually. Some people think it's brilliant. Some people think it's hokey. Um, I've actually heard more more pointing towards the hokey side of things. But we're in an interesting era when it comes to uh, the news in particular. (laughs) Yeah, don't Um, say. uh, I've, I've been kicking this idea around in my head a lot lately. Just this idea of edutainment is it's so widespread nowadays that it's like, I don't know that we have straight up informational news anymore. Like everybody gets everything through like John Oliver and stuff. And it's, it almost points to like an epidemic of like ADHD or something among the population where it's like, we can't actually pay attention to what's going on in the world unless it's presented to us in a palatable fashion.
1: Well, the problem, uh, that you mentioned that I remember at one point, uh, in college, Um, I overheard a kid talking that he was going to be writing a paper about how people get the news from like The Daily Show and how it's not, and people are actually like quoting The Daily Show is where they get their news and how it's not an accurate, uh, not an accurate depiction of what's happening. And uh, a few years after I heard him tell this to this other student, they actually found that The Daily Show was more accurate in in, um, relaying the facts, like actually telling you what happened. And i think probably because they were setting stuff up for jokes and it's funnier if it's actually what happened like it's better for jokes mm-hmm. so maybe like what what's uh john oliver like his show the what is it the week after or the week before or something like that
0: uh, oh it was i know uh, sure. famously uh, uh La- last week tonight i think yeah
1: <laughs> when well, he's famously a uh um a co- he was a former correspondent so it, yeah. it makes sense um but
0: I think it's telling that this director, Adam McKay, is the same fellow who did the big short, which is, again, one of those this-really-happened kind of stories, but let's let's use every trick in the book to make sure that you are paying attention and understand, because just watching the news or watching a straight-up documentary is probably asking too much of the average viewer. Side, side note, I just realized this week Todd Phillips is doing The Joker, the Joker i told movie. you that a long time ago but i <laughs> you're a busy you're a busy guy it was you got other shit on your
1: mind well i mean it, it just didn't register like i didn't really take it in i'm like yeah todd phillips is doing funny stuff okay i get you he's not doing <laughs> the hangover movies anymore whatever but it really like it like i saw the trailer and i'm actually i'll go see that in the theater i'm actually excited about it but then i'm like
0: todd phillips what yeah yeah um I I think I told you via text the other day that it's like Todd Phillips being attached to that project is as much a good thing as it is a bad thing (laughs) because I've only seen the first I've I've only seen the the first Hangover. I didn't see the second and the third. Uh, I've heard not so great things about both of those movies in fact the third one is apparently a radically different movie altogether. Couldn't finish it. Dang. You have John Goodman Um, and I couldn't finish it. Ouch! Yeah, that's a double ouch. Um, but uh, I have seen War Dogs, and I was not impressed.
1: It's the savage um, like War Dogs is the War Dogs is to Lord of War what Savages is to the count like the counselor or it, it's, something it's along those lines. Lord
0: words. of War meets Pain and Gain, but not as good as either of those films. Well, Hangover Three is not a funny movie at mm-hmm. all that's what i heard it's like almost isn't it like a heist
1: movie or something? it's it's like kind of a serious movie and you're that's like not so much you're expecting. Movie? i mean what's his name uh ken young like he's still funny as his same character and all, the hangover Two, it first time going through wasn't very funny but going back there there are some pretty funny they're really funny just little instances as opposed to the hangover which is you know an iconic mm. uh comedy movie um well, the Brian Callen. Brian Callen. Brian Callen. Killing it in that second one. Funny as part of the movie, I think. Him and Paul I've Giamatti. I've listened
0: to his podcast quite a few times, so I'd be curious to see what that scene is like. I'll send I, it to you. I, I know him to be a pretty good actor in the right circumstances. He
1: is, he's I'm not crazy about his stand-up. He's okay. His stand-up's okay. You yeah, throw, I can take or leave that. You throw yeah. him in a movie, he's cracking me up.
0: He's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. No, Todd Phillips, for me, like, I've said this before. Like, I, I get... A Scorsese wannabe vibe from him like to me that's what War Dogs was it's like this is trying very hard to be a Scorsese like epic epic con movie of some sort kind of like Wolf of Wall Street but just not as good and that's that's where my concerns about the Joker come in is it's like okay we have some very very obvious callbacks to the king of comedy here in fact fucking Robert De Niro's in the movie (laughs) Um and it it just sets off some sensors on my radar a little bit, but that that promo- that trailer that they put out actually looks very very promising. So I'm I'm enthusiastic about it for now.
1: But Joaquin doesn't he doesn't phone it in, and he doesn't really. If he's in a movie, I'm gonna give it a chance. Like I was I really liked you were never really here. Um, I don't think he's gonna do a movie. Bad. Like, even if the movie's okay, his performance is still going to be really good.
0: Yeah. No. I. I. I have plenty of films that I like that literally have one element to them that <laughs> carries the entire thing. So, I'm. I'm. I'm enthusiastic about it. Not even cautiously optimistic. I'm like actually thinking it's going to be pretty good.
1: I. You've almost got me sold on the next movie, uh, "The Man Who Killed Hitler" and then "The Bigfoot."
0: Damn fucking straight. I don't Sam know Sam Elliott. That sounds... I've had my eye on this for a little while. I think I sent you the trailer like about a month ago. Yeah, now.
1: I think I'm yeah. gonna like. I don't think I'm gonna have time tonight, but that's going on my list. I think I'm just gonna stream that here within the next uh, 48 yeah. hours.
0: Other other than like a short trailer, I don't need any more. I want to see Sam Elliott fight Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and kill Hitler in the same movie. <laughs> I, I got around to watching that
1: Bobcat Goldthwait uh, Bigfoot movie.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not How was it not.
1: Not great. It ends and like it, it it finishes pretty decent, but it it doesn't build as well as you'd want it to. But it's not bad. Not not terrible.
0: Well, well World's Greatest Dad showed that he has some chops. So, I mean, it's a totally different kind of movie, but uh, yeah, you get the sense that he he knows how to make a film. Um. So next up we have Hellboy animated. Um, oh no, it, not two that. full-length features: Sword of Storms and Blood and Iron. Um. These must be from a few years ago because I remember Blood and Iron. Um, Twelve years are, to be exact. <laughs> oh my God! Four uh, K, four K animation, and if you look at the screenshots, it's like, what benefit could four K possibly bring? I was literally films? about to ask you that. I'm like, if you got it
1: on Blu-ray, what more do you need?
0: It's like, so we have these very cartoonish, borderline minimalist character designs and i'm guessing not the greatest animation quality in the world cuz let's face facts it's it's a hellboy animated movie from 12 years ago uh, hellboy's never been an a-list character he's he's a fucking dark horse product have you ever tried American
1: to watch <laughs> have you tried watching the uh, spawn the spawn cartoon it's been on prime for uh, a while the hbo one yeah uh
0: when it was on tv i caught a couple episodes Yeesh. um i was really into it actually cuz yeah i was a kid yeah and, and it was violent and animated. Of course I was into it.
1: I tried getting through um, I haven't it. watched it since, though. <laughs> Try getting through that first episode and talk to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, a Silent Voice. I don't know this. It's an anime uh, directed by Naoko Yamada. Uh, nope. Don't know a thing about it. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, dragon ball super part seven mm. jesus fuck dragon ball will never die terraformars is, is this a Takashi Miike movie it is um there's a thing when it comes to like anime adaptations like live action anime see in japan they're doing exactly the same thing we're doing here um adapting a lot of manga and anime to live action movies mm. um probably 80% of them are kind of crap uh I heard this one was good, but not amazing. Um, I have no connection to the source material, so I won't bother. I probably won't bother watching it, but mm. uh, Takashi Miike, his name being attached to it, that's kind of a big fucking deal. Okay. Um, so m- might be worth a watch. Uh, Flying Clipper? Nah, I don't know was, about that. Uh, looks yeah, stupid. That looks, like, that looks like some sort of historical documentary of some sort. 70 millimeter on 4K. Uh, the Great Buster Buster celebration. Yeah It looks like a uh, Documentary about Mr. Buster Keaton From 2018
1: uh, Green up? Card Gerard Depardieu and Andy McDowell uh, Unwatchable It is awful Absolutely terrible Oh yeah? Uh, yeah <laughs> Watched it when I was uh, a, a lad uh,
0: <laughs> But yeah uh, n- 1990 in bottle form in uh, In French American bottle <laughs> form um an innocent man tom Selleck, 1989 um i can't take him seriously i can't either but i he's always welcome like i I do enjoy tom Selleck. um i know i know for a fact most bored housewives have a thing about tom Selleck. (laughs) women of
1: a certain age yes
0: (laughs) women of a certain age um it funny story when when i worked at an amazon warehouse a while back uh packing orders and stuff um there were there was an abundance of Tom Selleck DVDs that were going out of that warehouse every day. Mm. Um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who was buying those, but I have an idea of what they like, what demographic they might have been. Mm. But it was always just a running gag for me and some of the other people that worked there, where it's like you'd be running up and down the aisles grabbing stuff. It's like, God damn, I have an entire cart full of Tom Selleck movies. Jeez. <laughs> What else we got here, Kyle?
1: Uh, Rust. I don't know any. Like um, anyone can do you. I can. Uh, anyone you can do. I can do. That looks like porn. Uh, anime uh, yeah, porn. Think, uh, yeah, that
0: would be hentai of some sort.
1: Uh, Nancy Drew, Rust Creek. I don't know what Rust Creek is.
0: Uh, Interesting cover, but um, 2019, so This must be a new horror movie. I want to say based on the cover uh overachieving college student gets lost on her way to a job interview a wrong turn leaves her stranded deep in the kentucky forest oh okay must defend herself against the harsh elements and a band of ruthless outlaws nope starring no one you've ever heard of lost me uh robot ninja (laughs) robot ninja from 1989 uh Directed by J.R. Bookwalter. Uh, late one night, frustrated comic book artist Leonard Miller witnesses the brutal rape and murder of a young couple at the hands of ruthless small-town thugs. Seeking vigilante justice, Miller decides to become his most famous character, stalking the night, intent on spilling the blood of any criminal who stands in his way. Um, so I'm guessing this is some sort of schlock, like, dirt cheap b-movie schlock that uh somebody found like an original print of and decided to distribute yeah um it's nothing i've heard of but uh as we've seen in doing these monthly reviews of what's coming coming down the line and in, in terms of uh like physical media releases there is a very strong market for garbage cinema that gets unearthed mostly from the 80s uh fantastic mr fox criterion
1: yeah i haven't seen i still haven't seen it i just i don't know what it is that i like wes anderson but there's something about watching these these uh stop motion animated movies of his that nothing about them i have a draw to i'll watch it in like five years probably
0: what about isle of dogs have yeah you I, that? I haven't
1: watched it and i've heard nothing but like, like it's I think it's like the, his two animated movies are like the most highly rated of his movies, I think.
0: Well, I mean, if you like, I'm not the best judge because I've only seen like two of his movies, one of which isn't really indicative of his style. Uh, that would be Rushmore. Mm. Um, the other one being the film that you bought me. Yeah. Um, he seems like someone that would be very well suited to, to animation, stop motion in particular, because like miniatures and stuff seems like something that interests him. and having that level of control over of camera movement and framing and things like that seems like something that would really appeal to him. I'm due to
1: rewatch a life aquatic. I think I might, might end up getting that in here this week.
0: I'd like to see that. I, I, I haven't. And it looks fun.
1: I've seen it a couple of times, but after I watched Willem Dafoe go through his, his GQ, his, uh, different roles,
0: I'm like, I forgot that he was in that. And I'm like, I want to go back and watch it now. Um, <laughs> Uh, uns- what is with Andy McDowell movies this month? Uh, Unstrung Heroes, 1995. She oh went- shit, that is John Turturro. And Oh shit, Michael Richards. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's Michael Richards, I do believe. It's the Battle of the Pompadours. <laughs> Oof. Um, um, some anime. We got Dance with Dragons, Golden Kamui, Basilisk. Uh, no. Nah. 350 Days, That that is a cheap cover. Oh shit. It's a wrestling documentary. I might watch that. Uh, Adventures Mm. at the Chocolate Factory. I don't know about that. No Charlie? No Charlie? No.
1: (laughs) No Uh, Willy Wonka? A movie with a dog, which probably sucks.
0: Uh, Patrick. Picnic Picnic at at the Hanging Rock. That looks boring as shit. Just from the cover. Oh, look at the screenshots, my friend on valentine's day 1900 yep you can keep it (laughs) yep i'm fine (laughs) it's criterion though so maybe worth a shot Mm -hmm. uh more anime dang like half of the releases for april 2nd are anime um help i shrunk my teacher what i don't know god damn it um is that christina Hendricks? that it is egg uh 19 nope 2018 unflinching comedy about why women choose motherhood why they revere it fear it and why some women choose to forego it uh sure yeah okay (laughs) um island zero that cover looks kind of fun yeah in in a uninspired sort of way oh it's from 2018 of course so it's fake retro actually i take that back that font sucks it's not uh, everything everything <laughs> needs to eat it look, it's kujo no, it, it's Cujo meets the thing yeah and he even highlights the word thing it's like f- go fuck yourself yeah. like earn earn it my friend earn it like you 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 have the tools maybe <laughs> to earn it um so i don't see anything else for no. april 2nd so let's move on to the next week uh, that would be april 9th um first release here we have that jumps out is a Criterion, uh, Stranger Than Paradise from 1984. A, That's a Jim Jarmusch film. No wonder it's getting a Criterion release. Does this look like one that you might check out? Eh, maybe. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the one next to it? Uh, 1991, also a Criterion release. Night on Earth.
1: That one looks like a little bit more fun.
0: Yeah, who? Oh, another Jarmouche. So I guess it's their month. Um, beside that though, we have uh, something that is not a Criterion release. No. Uh, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. I don't even okay. think that's supposed to be a release. <laughs> um, this is another one of those films that I, I feel like, uh, the guys from Wisconsin, the Red Letter Media guys, may have helped get a physical release because I, I want to say that they reviewed this one, or at least one of their friends did. So it's like one of those forgotten trashy films that has no reason for anyone to care about it, but thanks to the internet, thanks to the YouTubes, it found it second life, I guess. <laughs>
1: uh, this gun for hire that looks like a nice film noir. war uh
0: 1942 again.
1: Yeah. Um the Hemisphere box of horrors. It looks yeah, what's awful.
0: That? I don't know well, let me any see if of those. I recognize names. any of these. Exactly. Um, I think I recognize the name the Black Cat, but it could just be because that's a really you know, basic title. <laughs> um Mirai, that's a Japanese animated film. Uh not familiar to me, though I have seen it uh, advertised a few times, so it must be getting some international buzz. Uh, an Arrow release from 1971, The Iguana with the Tongue of Fire. Is that, that, is Johnny, a is that Johnny
1: Cash or is that Marlon Brando?
0: I wanted to say Brando. That's what I thought.
1: It looks more like Johnny Cash, though, the more I look Johnny at it. Johnny Cash
0: flew to, flew to Italy for a weekend and was like, so you want me to cut somebody? Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, is there a camera involved? <laughs> no, I don't, oh, there isn't. <laughs> I don't
1: do cocaine anymore. Don't. <laughs> now, June will ask if I did cocaine. Uh. You're going to tell her, no, I did not. Um, Charles Bronson in back-to-back movie titles uh, that sound like racehorses. Rider on the Rain and Cold Sweat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could see those two horses going neck and neck.
1: Um, (laughs) The the beefcake that they are making Bronson look like, (laughs) they literally put his head on a guy that's a foot taller than him.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, Bronson... Was a very fit man, but he was more sinewy uh, than gigantic. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, welcome to Marwin, which I've heard is uh, hot garbage. Uh,
0: (sighs) Yeah, I was really disappointed to hear that, because that is Robert Zemeckis, who directed it, and I really like him, and yeah, I heard this was absolute garbage.
1: I enjoy Steve Carell. Uh, He he does, when he pulls... He's good at playing an uncomfortable, like a uh, a character that makes you very uncomfortable. Which is, Mm -hmm. you can definitely see that in the Office. That's the whole show is just him making everybody uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, But he does it in films as well. And if he's not doing that, I don't know if I really want to watch it. I don't know what else he can really bring to the table.
0: Well, I mean, Robert Zemeckis is a director. His his shtick has always been. He's very talented at. taking technical aspects of filmmaking, like pioneering new special effects technology and things like that, and integrating that very seamlessly into his storytelling, like like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, for instance, or uh, Forrest Gump, like some of the face replacement technology and like inserting Tom Hanks into historical footage. That was unprecedented at the time. Um, in this case, it's like, it's half of the movie, I guess, takes place in like a, a doll imaginary like doll yeah. Running. So like half of the movie's animated and um Beowulf from two thousand seven, like the big gimmick was that um it was performance capture technology. So I'm guessing he took some of the tricks he learned from that film and applied them to this one. And it's a fascinating story that I think a couple months ago they actually re released the documentary about the actual person that the story's about um but sadly it sounds like the documentary is the better bet if you're interested in the story. <laughs> um
1: yeah, I might I might look into that. Um, I
0: might watch it anyway just cuz like I said I really do like Robert Zemeckis and I'm sad to hear it's not very good but I'm, I'm still curious.
1: Uh we've got uh the Emmanuel trilogy which I th- okay.
0: I think these were the like the softcore porn movies, like the high high art like softcore porn movies that uh I think they had a joke in in a Seinfeld episode about, but they just used, like, a different name or something. It's just about, like, some French gal that lays down with a lot of people. Lays down. <laughs> was this the Bible? <laughs> uh. <laughs> but but it's, like, actual, it's an actual film series, though, as opposed to just porn. Gotcha. Man, on, It came from an interesting time period. It was the 70s. Is
1: that Sam Worthington in Man on a Ledge? That is
0: Sam Worthington with a mullet. That's a hard pass. Only thing I remember from watching that movie is that Genesis Rodriguez is in there, and yeah, she's cool. Um, Project I think Ed Harris might be in there, too.
1: Project Blue Book, season one, uh, you're going to get me with, uh, if you have Zemeckis and then a UFO on the front thing, uh, looks like a lot of fun. I'm actually going to check out this first season, I think. Um, not Blu-ray, though. I'm going to go about it a different way.
0: Oh, so it's, it's a serious story of... The real-life U.S. Air Force-sponsored investigations into UFO-related phenomena from 1947 to 1970. That
1: could be fun. I just bought a book called "Confessions of a UFO Hunt, or of, a, "of a of an Alien Hunter." Uh, it's an astrophysicist who has actually uh, spent time looking for, um, I think, mathematically for um, for intelli- for uh, extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, heard about him on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. On the basis of sex, who is that on there? Is that
0: Carla Dugino? No. I can't
1: Felicity tell.
0: Felicity Jones? Yeah. Well. Oh. An Army Hammer. Goddamn, that is a name. Uh the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ooh. Um Wow. That could be interesting, for sure. I'd
1: really just watch a documentary about her. I think it'd be more interesting. Uh,
0: uh, personally, I'd go that route as well, but man, uh Millennials love them some Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that's for she's sure.
1: She's a big deal. Um, she, she's kind of a big deal, yeah. <laughs> Holmes and Watson, I've heard, is so bad that people were actually leaving the theater. Like, yeah, it's, um,
0: f- it didn't have a very long stay in the theaters, if I remember right. I
1: totally would have watched it, because I like when uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley do stupid shit. Like, just stupid humor. <laughs> so,
0: so do I. Yeah,
1: I'm like, I totally would. Step
0: Brothers is great.
1: I might still just go ahead and watch it, but...
0: Yeah, give it a rental or Like, red box it or something. Uh, talk to me? With, uh... Is that Chewito Edgy for you? Yes, it is, it is. And uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. <laughs> That's how mm. everybody should say his name. <laughs> uh, no. Look, uh, I mean, I like some of the folks in there. Is that Cedric the Entertainer? I mean, it says the Entertainer. <laughs> I yeah, hope so. Prob- most likely. That, that could be fun. Looks like a... Looks like a period piece. Uh, Frankenstein 1970. I didn't really know they had one of those. I knew about the Dracula one. Hammer. I'm guessing this is a, a Hammer film. Um, that could be fun. Although the, the Dracula one, I don't remember being amazing. Mm. Uh, Mellow. Or Meloo. Uh, uh, however the fuck you pronounce that. <laughs> um, I don't know what this is. But it's from a label that I don't... Oh, Arrow Academy. So this must be put out by arrow but must be like a oh shit is this a marvel knights situation do you remember that kyle Uh -uh. um there was there was a funny time period there where the marvel cinematic universe was like just getting off the ground so like this was around the time when we had like iron man and the incredible hulk and nothing else Mm -hmm. so like thor wasn't out yet um or iron man 2 for that matter um so this is also when the the rights to the marvel characters were still kind of up in the air uh, so uh we had punisher warzone and electra um two like b-grade marvel movies that you know they still have enough like social cachet to like make a profit but at the same time the studio or at least like disney or paramount or whatever is like I don't know if we want people associating those movies with our movies. Yeah. Um, can you like put a different production label on them? Like, let's not call them Marvel movies. Let's call them Marvel Knights movies. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it to me, it felt like a really transparent like attempt to like distance, pretend they didn't exist. Yeah, like create distance between the franchises where it's like, yeah, these are
1: Marvel movies, but we don't really want to do. It. We're not associated the, with. Yeah. This. Not our Marvel. We're
0: not associated with that. We're not that. That's not us. Especially now that we're owned by Disney. <laughs> um, so, Arrow Academy must be like some sort of spin off of uh, Arrow releases. A cool cover. Very uh, very good graphic design. Very criterion looking, but it's not. Yeah. Even the, even the color of the plastic, how it's uh, clear instead of bl- the traditional blue. Yeah. Um, Berlin, I love you. 2019, an anthology feature of ten stories of romance set in the German capital. I'm fine. So, uh, if sure. <laughs>
1: Enigma. Uh, Enigma.
0: Okay, Kyle. Uh, w- every, Dark man. The, you, the ubiquity of pink and purple in this this millennial world we live in is maddening. <laughs> it's like all you have to do is make something pink or purple, and people will people will it. bite. People will bite. Um, as evidenced by some covers we'll see like just a row down here. Yeah, this is this is kind of a cool cover though. Yeah, like, the Martin this looks Jean.
1: like Dark Man, the cover of Dark Man a little bit. Uh, yeah, it
0: looks like Dark Man meets the Exorcist. It looks
1: like <laughs> in Russia. It looks like fun, but I feel like this is one of those movies where the cover is a lot cooler than the movie.
0: Oh, undoubtedly. I mean something like this I should have heard of. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, which is not boring. a good idea. Yeah. The Amityville Murders, uh, 2018? So they made another Amityville movie, and I didn't know about it. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Oh, Trevor. Uh, Enigma sure. stars Martin Sheen, Sam Neill. Oh, that's it. Um, <laughs> just those two people. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's a, hey, I mean, th- those are two solid names, man. I mean, that, that could be fun. This could actually Sa- be Baby fun. Baby Sam Neill and Martin Sheen could be fun.
1: Oh, this has to do with the Enigma machine. I think they've done this with uh, Cumberbatch, Benedict. I think they've done a movie about the um, an emotionally fragile code breaker is called back to the scene of his mental breakdown when the Enigma machine fails to crack the new German code. However, these U-boat cryptograms are not the only problem to contend with when it is discovered that a German mole has infiltrated the Enigma project. So
0: that actually might be kind of fun. I mean, I I like me, a, a spy movie. So I'm always interested. Interesting interesting um we die young jean-claude van damme i was waiting for Uh, you to get to that (laughs) i've actually watched a trailer for this it looks it looks like an interesting movie because mostly about like hispanic gangs i think in la Hmm. and then van damme's in there (laughs) yeah that Um, makes sense it it looks like the kind of movie that would probably be better actually if he wasn't in it (laughs) i (laughs) I think you could say say that
1: about several of his movies
0: uh unfortunately um the trailer for it had an intensity that was kind of interesting it it reminded me a bit of sicario 2 where like i think the actual protagonist of the film is just a, a very young man like a teenage a teenager basically being assimilated into a gang and grappling with that and then van damme shows up um could be good might rent it um he has some other movies coming out down the line that i'm more interested in though um Mega Time Squad. So this would be the thing that I was referencing earlier about pink. Yes. And uh, this faux retro stuff because based on the cover, you would think this is from 1984. This is from 2018. This looks
1: like uh, Turbo Kid, like in the realm of Turbo Kid.
0: Yeah. Um, Reading the summary, a small town, Krim, uh, interesting, uh, finds an ancient Chinese time travel device that can help him pull off a heist and start a new life, but he may not survive consequences of tampering with time the castle meets looper mega time squad is a study in high meets low combining elements of the sci-fi the crime thriller and the comedy to make a comedy heist film with a time traveling twist um so mad libs the movie yep (laughs) um i mean that's how you make a faux trashy 80s movie essentially it's just have a have a pirate fight a ninja fight a viking and then a dragon shows up and then somebody rides the dragon and then the dragon turns into a robot and uh, you know all the kids will go watch it (laughs) (laughs) um golden job no interest it's it's a it's like a revival of a a Chinese franchise that I have no attachment to but it got a lot of hype when it came out so it's like one of those things it's like oh it's the biggest thing ever it's like
1: and I don't care and I don't care (laughs) a <laughs> uh,
0: bunch of anime. Uh, it's an interesting cover. The Aspern Papers. Terrible title, if you ask me. Uh, also, a lot of wasted space on that cover. <laughs> from the Cohen Media Group. That's a that's a DVD publisher I don't know of. Uh, Else we got here meat market that's a terrible cover
1: yeah i'm looking at some of the i'm looking at some of the pictures from it uh this might just be a uh a little yeah it's a canadian
0: horror film uh that might be kind of weird i might uh canadian horror is a funny thing like they 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 really lean heavy into the dumb and like i, I watched those uh, wolf cop movies a while back and, I don't know, Canadian horror, like, not it's not necessarily horror as far as, like, in the traditional sense, but... Did you ever watch... It has a charm to it. That Netflix film, The Void? Did you... No, I really want to see that, though. I, in fact, I think I told you to watch it, and then you did, I did? and I still haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I, for, I
1: completely forgot about that movie, which isn't... Again, yeah, Give well, it a watch. I give it, give it that a watch. You
0: should, you should we do an episode on that, you think?
1: Yeah, but you have to get Netflix again. That's the problem, because it's exclusively on Netflix. Oh bullshit. Yeah. Do you need me to Venmo you the eight ninety nine for another month membership?
0: Oh I think they're raising their price next month. Of course they are. <laughs> um but it's WrestleMania tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I need to spend that eight ninety nine on 99 nine ninety nine on wrestling. Uh, <laughs> um so moving on to April twelfth. Yeah uh, Fantasex. Oof, that is a cover. Fantasex seventy six. The Fanta sex. Fanta sex. <laughs> you want to have the font uh, yeah <laughs> basically um april 16th uh the karate kid on 4k never seen um, it oh what
1: yeah I missed the boat oh. it just did
0: unfortunately i think you did um i really enjoy that movie um it has it has that rocky quality and it's directed by the same john g Avildsen. it's the same guy who directed rocky with good reason um it, it hits you at that like intrinsic like primal level which is like yeah this is a feel-good story it's like the end of uh, a new hope the Star Wars you know where it's like Luke Skywalker blew up the Death Star yeah
1: watch miracle if you want a if you want an awesome story
0: oh yeah no I've, I've heard that's like an excellent sports drama yeah
1: because it's about about how about a bunch of children hockey players beat the world's greatest hockey team the Russians at the time
0: well and you know Kurt Russell Doing like his his what is it Chicago accent?
1: I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that a rewatch. It's hard for me to go back and watch sports movies because it's hard to capture like that first time watching it. You're like, fuck, that was uplifting. Like that was great.
0: I, I, I love sports dramas, so I really need to watch that one. It's funny because I only saw the first half of it before they even played hockey, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I just I think I had to do something or something.
1: Did you see Glass yet? Have you? Did you get around to watch? One? I have not. Have you? I haven't just because I've, I'll end up watching it with Steph and she hasn't seen Unbreakable, which we need oh. to watch. Um, yes. And I still want to watch Split. I haven't seen Split, which oh, that was good. it's hard to coordinate our moods when we're watching movies because we're both so busy. So when we get to like actually sit down, we're like, let's watch a movie. I'm like, well, fuck, here goes a half hour trying to figure this out. So it never lands on Split. We'll just put it that way. Um, but that's, I, th- I feel like we could probably watch split and I could just explain unbreakable good enough to get through glass. But I've, I've heard kind of mixed reviews. I haven't heard a lot of great things.
0: Yeah. I've heard glass isn't very good for the most part. Although, um, James McAvoy is just great. Uh, um, th- he, he, I think he can carry the movie, uh, that's my that's my takeaway. Is that it's probably not great, but I'll probably be happy with him. I've
1: never been disappointed. Well, what is he in the movie with the with the spinning with the bullets with the bullets in the yes he is. That, uh, that is him. Okay, Wait. that
0: that is an example of a movie that he wasn't able to save. Although Morgan Freeman. Uh, breaking character for a moment and saying this motherfucker is pretty fucking great <laughs> uh, there's
1: a couple of really garbage looking movies coming malibu express that sounds like a porno um
0: hard ticket to hawaii sounds like a porno uh, hard to <laughs> it borderline is um so hard ticket to hawaii was one of those movies that in the early days of the internet like maybe even pre-youtube or like in the early days of youtube um a lot of clips for it were finding their way onto like daily motion and stuff because it's a utterly ridiculous movie that has some truly hilarious moments to it it's just 80s garbage 80s softcore porn garbage um i think some friends of mine and i in high school rented it from like scarecrow and we ended up having to fast forward through huge chunks of it because it just turns into topless ladies jumping around and stuff nice. for for long stretches of time. It's like, you know, I'm, you guys are my friends, but I don't want our friendship to be based around this. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please fast forward through all this garbage? Please. Yeah, and so that's how we watched the movie. It probably took 20 minutes. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh those highlights really are special it's kind of like the room though where it's like you don't need to see the whole movie oh. but the hi- the highlights are worth your time
1: that though. you're saying and, r- room with brie larson I'm like wait what no, what no. happens in that it, movie it's, it's
0: very important that you you selectively either use the or you know omit the the because those are two very different movies um, um i have a feeling that malibu express is probably made yeah andy Sidaris is the same director so it's probably a package deal where it's like well we got the rights to hard ticket to hawaii we may as well put out Malibu express as well
1: uh i looked at this uh the description for superstition i'm gonna give this one a watch because that cover is gorgeous that cover is awesome yeah Uh, it's not gonna the cover is not gonna do the movie justice or strike that reverse it the movie's (laughs) not gonna give the cover justice i i believe but it it might be a Uh, fun little horror movie 1982 uh, I'm gonna
0: give it I would watch that just based on the cover. Yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna watch the it. the Manitou. Beside it, uh, I know to be an utterly batshit crazy uh, exorcist wannabe. Mm. Um, worth your time if you're if you know what you're getting into. Okay, um, it's not good, but it's utterly insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's from 1978. Keep that in mind. Got it. Um. Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, I haven't watched. I was a very big Dragon Ball Z fan, um, like a lot of people in my age range. Uh, my brother was really I, big into it. I haven't touched Dragon Ball Super, except for the the movies, of which there are currently two, both of which are utter garbage. Um, this one, though, just based on the very short teaser trailers I've seen, uh, it looks like they actually gave a shit. And the animation quality is leaps and bounds beyond what's come before because the other two movies were just like trying to connect to the TV series, I guess, and like keep the story moving. Whereas this one, it's like hey, we got some money. Let's make a big, loud, stupid movie. It's like okay, just like we used to do because Dragon Ball Z has 13 very short movies, but none of them connect to the the main storyline at all. They're just excuses to have one-shot characters show up for big fights uh, in a 45 minute video that it's just like, it's a self-contained thing. The animation quality slightly better than the TV series, and if that's all you want, then that's great, and that's what this looks like it is. and is. I'm actually kind of excited to check this one out, despite the other two being garbage. <laughs> uh, Kaoma from 1976. Looks like a western of sorts yeah. from Arrow. Uh, Justice League animated movie. Those are those got too punchy for my tastes in the like in the early 2010s like they started out like trying to actually tell stories but eventually just turned into like just let's just have everybody show up and punch each other <laughs> um the smoking bandit 2 uh, criterion diamonds of the night 1964 looks like Quite a of fun cover
1: uh, i like the cover it looks like um some bandits are being chased by the, uh, by the oh, police. Oh, no.
0: Uh, it's about concentration camps. Oh, that's so
1: me. much worse. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's... Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Batman Hush. I'm guessing this is another Ant-Made film. Um, it's presumably covering one of the better Batman uh, comic arcs of the 2000s. I, I would... You know, that's actually something I would actually watch. Because that was a pretty... Pretty good comic that introduced a brand new character to the, the whole franchise. It was kind of interesting.
1: I watched that Batman, that, that thing is like a two part Batman animated uh, film from 2011.
0: Oh, The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, that was okay. It was okay.
0: Yeah, it was, it was okay. I like the animation
1: um, in it. The stories, yeah, it's not bad.
0: Uh, what did you think of Peter Weller as Batman? Um. <sighs>
1: You know, I kind of just went along for the ride. I was just okay. kind of enjoying it. I didn't really critique
0: it much. I was just like,
1: "You know what? I like the animation. It's okay." I didn't really put too much thought into it.
0: Okay. Cuz I I I really like Peter Weller, in fact, on our on our potential episodes list, I actually blocked off a section devoted to just like Peter Weller movies. RoboCop. Um Yeah, he he was the man. He he was the man. Who was RoboCop. Uh, who would be RoboCop. Um but i think I, we should just do a robo just all the robo, robo cop RoboCop movies Robocops? i mean i don't know man that that first one would just be the chris farley show yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean i that's one of my favorite movies of all time um but his his voice acting got some criticism for the dark Knight returns because he just sounded kind of tired <laughs> um it doesn't help too that uh, when the when they had the batman animated series uh which is excellent by the way you should definitely go back to it if you haven't as an adult um they had an episode where they were like telling alternate stories about Batman, and one of them was like explicitly just like a recreation of, of that comic that that uh, animated film is based off of the dark knight returns and for that segment they got fucking michael ironside oh. to do the voice it's like good luck topping that. Yeah, good luck with <laughs> it's that. It's like RoboCop or not. That's Michael fucking Ironside. I'm waiting to <laughs> just f- just sit down. I'm waiting
1: to get Batman the animated series on Blu-ray, but I'm waiting for somebody to buy it, be disappointed with it, and then try to sell it because I don't want to buy it brand oh. new.
0: Well, good luck with that. Yeah, right. It's good. It's I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like who's going to part with this? <laughs> uh, so moving on, Rep- replicas starring Keanu Reeves. I heard this was Awful. I, I,
1: you, I can tell you it's awful. I've never heard of it, and it's called replicators.
0: photoshopping on his face is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> let just let him be fifty. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, he's still a very handsome man, but just let him be. 50 let him be fifty. 50. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen like a couple second clip of some of the CGI in the movie, and it was embarrassing.
1: I <laughs> oh, don't want to see a minute of it. <sighs> um. Uh,
0: Master of dark shadows this looks like a documentary uh
1: Uh, i don't
0: know master of dark shadows reveals the fascinating impact of the groundbreaking gothic drama dark shadows and award-winning filmmaker dan curtis so it's about the tv soap opera interesting cool which would become a tim burton movie later that i didn't see it's
1: good i enjoyed it
0: yeah i mean i saw the cast i was like oh Ava Green and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, those people sound tailor-made for Tim Burton movies. It, I mean,
1: it looks like it wouldn't be good, it, like it wouldn't be a fun movie, but it's actually very enjoyable. I I was surprised that I liked it.
0: Hmm. Uh, not what grabs your eye now. There's not Supercock. There's not Supercock. What? Supercock, 1975. Where are the you? The story at? of a man, his bird, and their greatest challenge. I don't know where. Whoever oh, I said, said size it. doesn't count was a real dick. Yeah, that
1: looks <coughs> stupid. Uh,
0: that name grabs you though. Super cock. Yeah, yeah I
1: see what you're saying. <laughs> um, I like the cover for Stray 2019. That looks kind of cool, kind of creepy. What's going on there? Ooh,
0: yeah. Sure. An orphan teenager forms an unlikely friendship with a detective. Together they investigate her mother's murder and uncover the supernatural force that proves to be a threat to her family. That is a, huh?
1: I think you've got some Japanese leads here, sir.
0: Yeah. Uh, noroi hito or noroijin. Um, she. Yeah, fought. the cover is also the cover is also written in Japanese underneath stray. Um, Interesting. Yeah, okay. Good I mean that good cover definitely jumps at you yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a really neat cover. I like that. Um Stagecoach, which I've heard of. Oh really? But don't know anything about it. Uh a summer in La Goulette. Uh I'd like to hang out there. It looks like you're hanging out with some French broads. Um let's see. Heart guy, that looks awful.
0: <laughs> I thought that was like De-aged Ray Liotta for a second.
1: I thought it it looked kind of like uh like a Jesus show. Like doesn't that guy look like he would be you know like you have actors in specifically Christian movies and th- this guy looks like he would be in one of those movies.
0: Yeah, I, I could see him hanging out with Kevin Sorbo or something.
1: Oh, so ha- I like the cover of uh, Hakazusa, A Heathen's Curse from 2017. It says it is a hard horror. In 15th century, a young Cothard living alone in a mountain hut feels a dark presence in the woods. Dude, I am queuing this up. Wow. It has got... You found
0: you, it's, you found one.
1: Yeah, I found one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this
1: looks like fun. This looks dark. Uh, yeah, this I looks scary. I mean, that's scary. a hell of a cover. Yeah, uh, I wish I had more time tonight. Steph's going to be home here soon, so I'm not going to be able to get that in, but that is going to the top of my list. That is... See, yeah.
0: Yeah, let me know how that yeah, is. Yeah,
1: I will. That looks like fun. Sorry. Um, so
0: Moving on to April 23rd. Uh, we have a bunch of re-releases on 4K. Uh, the Alien Anthology. That is a hideous cover, by the way. Oh, awful. Um, Absolutely terrible. Yeah, no, that is a horrendous rendering of the iconic Alien. Shame on you. That yeah. is not my xenomorph. Dude,
1: <laughs> minimal. Min- when it comes to Alien... Just give me a little, just the egg. You can give me the egg. You can give me a piece of the Xenomorph. If you don't.
0: Well, even the even the alternate Steelbook cover, the one with the broken egg there. Yeah. That's terrible too. The the Blu-ray case that you and I both have. Yeah. Has a solid cover. That's that's much. That's far superior. Yeah, but Trevor, the the beautiful games.
1: thing about the about every single one of those Alien movies, is that they're all. Some like they're all good. I'm gonna say they're all good, all four of them.
0: No, I I would agree. Uh,
1: it doesn't matter covenant, what cover you give Covenant, I
0: have some fucking issues with, but uh, in fact, we might have to do an episode on that because I have too many issues. With on it. which one? Covenant.
1: Well, I, I you, my my. Uh, it's
0: not part of the box set that we have, though.
1: Our number one fan has been asking us, asking me about uh, whether or not we're gonna be doing uh, Alien. Uh, anytime soon, I'm like it's been on the back burner since we decided to do this podcast.
0: Yeah, we started with Predator. Naturally, we would be considering Alien at the same time.
1: And honestly, we would. I feel like we would have to do just a month of it. Like, there's no way that we could cover the entirety of those those movies. I think we could probably do an episode on the first two movies separately. We could probably mm-hmm. combine three and four,
0: uh, unless you've. Yeah, I, I think we could do do it in three yeah you have the two solidly a like a grade movies the two questionably <laughs> questionably good movies and then covenant
1: and then covenant well do you want to count prometheus sure okay sure. yeah because you've got your problems with that too i do <laughs> my brother and i both um, really like that
0: <laughs> okay well i mean that's part of the process is we we should be able to talk about things we disagree
1: (laughs) well we did Um, we did tonight uh yes we did (laughs) tonight in fact um
0: moving on uh we got captain america 2 and 3 re-released on 4k um criterion release uh, a face in the crowd 1957 Mm. Uh, a female radio reporter turns a folk singing drifter into a powerful media star
1: sounds terrible
0: i mean it sounds like a archetypal story about you know fame coming to a person who may be not equipped to handle it uh, the the vivich on 4k
1: great stuff uh, uh,
0: excellent film uh destroyer i've heard mixed reviews about really um nicole kidman in again like ugly person makeup Wow. Oh. um it, she's a cop and i guess she's like just a, a super hardcore driven individual it's supposed to be a pretty brutal film really uh, um, I like Nicole heard, Kidman. I do too. Um, I've heard it's kind of hokey, but it sounds right up my alley. So I'm actually kind of excited to watch that one. Uh, re-release of The Green Inferno from 2013. That cover is pretty
1: oh. cool. It makes it look. It looks retro. Um,
0: That's what Shout Factory does. Is a they mostly re-release movies, but they give them this like pretty packaging that is very enticing. <laughs>
1: Um, didn't um, I didn't hate that movie? It's not my favorite Eli Roth movie, but it's not great.
0: I don't think, I don't think Eli Roth is one of those people that you have favorite movies of his. He, he, he just kind of exists. He yeah. occupies this this strange little space in the horror community where it's like I respect you know, him. I, I respect I him do too. I, I have quite That's... a bit of respect for his hustle because he has an identifiable brand, and you know I. I take notice when his stuff comes out, and that says a lot.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, right. You, you pay attention. He's like kind of like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, oh, he's doing a new movie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's going to yeah, be about.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's not so much that he's... I mean, in Daniel day Lewis's case, he's excellent, but in Eli Roth's case, it's like, I don't know that he's an amazing director, but I take notice. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Land Unknown, which I, I don't know if I could sit through that, man. I... I like to try to watch dinosaur shit, but I don't know if I could handle that.
0: The, uh, I, when I was a kid, um, I think on Easter actually, so timely, um, my parents gave me this VHS tape called Fantastic Dinosaurs of the Movies, and it, all it was was just a collection of trailers for B-movies with dinosaurs in them. Oh. And uh, or I was a little kid, so of course I thought it was the most amazing thing ever, and I watched it constantly. And The Land Unknown was one of the movies in there. And uh, the T Rex man, in, like man in a rubber suit, was laughable even when I was a kid. Mm. Like he he looked like Barney or something. <laughs> um, Escape Room Twenty Nineteen, scream and scream again. Mm. That's kind of a cool cover. Uh, it Looks like a, a cheap like horror novel or something, and, or like um, a pulp God. magazine. Scared Stiff from Arrow. Uh, I don't know that I'd want to put that monster on my cover. He doesn't look terribly interesting or convincing. Uh, White Sands, 1992. Is that Mickey Rourke? Yep, that's Mickey Rourke. And Willem Dafoe.
1: Have you seen what he looks like now?
0: Mm, Not in the past. Not since, like, around Iron Man 2, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead and give that a Google after this. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Paradise Alley. That would be, I believe, the f- first film directed by Sylvester Stallone. So it probably sucks. Um, yeah, he he wasn't happy with it. <laughs> um, no, he's not shy about saying that. <laughs> uh, I don't need to see that, but it is interesting hearing him talk about Because he's like, yeah, it wasn't the best movie ever, but you know, it's my first one. You gotta start somewhere. Um, both the Ace Ventura films re-released on Blu-ray, presumably... I Spit on Your Grave Deja Vu. I guess we're making sequels to things from the 70s. That's what you do. Uh, Modern Romance, 1981 with Albert Albert Brooks. I'd give it a watch. Eh, I like Albert Brooks. I do
1: too, but not enough to watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Informer, way too old for me to watch. Uh,
0: 1929, yeah. That's asking a lot. That's
1: dated. Um, Yeah scared stiff cool cover probably unwatchable if i had to guess 1987
0: that's yeah that's an alternate cover to the one above and i'd say it's the better one uh we have an anime
1: um we have just a cartoon tito uh shameless the complete nine nine seasons i didn't even realize they were that far I stopped, wow. I stopped watching after, I think, the third season. I think I got like a few episodes into the fourth season and kind of just didn't give a shit anymore. But maybe I should go back. Maybe it's still decent. <laughs> uh, nothing else really popping out to me on this one. You? Uh,
0: no, let's move on to April 30th. Um, so the first major release is one that I've been aware of for a while. Um, I don't need it because I, th- I already have both of these movies on DVD. But uh, Police Story 1 and 2 uh the jackie chan classics um both are excellent jackie chan vehicles um i think i think he's gone on record saying there are some of the movies he was the most proud of um the finale of the first one in the shopping mall is just fantastic takes its time getting there but when it does it's like oh my god that is so much glass (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, much so that it is the cover (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I mean, somebody knew what they were doing when they put that glass framing on the cover there. Um, Hannibal on 4K, a Ridley Scott film. Love it. Uh, uh, I I enjoy it. I don't know if I'd say I love it, but I, I think it's fun.
1: It's aesthetically... Um, Gary pl- Gary Oldman's my favorite part of it. It's aesthetically pleasing for me. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's shot really well. I find it very nice to sit and look at. Um, not a, Not an exciting film. I would say but uh, I don't know I I just really like that. I'm a big Ridley Scott fan though.
0: Well, I mean Ridley Scott came up in the last recording we did earlier tonight, so maybe that's one we can get into at some point. I would like to. Um right beside it is a movie that I referenced earlier yeah, in this episode, that. Tarantula. Uh, So I believe this is the film that Clint Eastwood is the hero of. Interesting. Um, And he only shows up at the very end. He's a pilot. Okay. Um, Dragged Across Concrete, I really want to see.
1: I made a joke. I'm like, oh, Clint Eastwood was, uh, I thought you were going to say he was in Them. Them was the same year, I think. If not the, maybe Them was.
0: 55. Yeah. I think it was 55 or 54. I think it was 55 on the nose, if I I remember correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. Dragged Across Concrete is directed by S. Craig Zoller. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he is the fella who brought us Bone Tomahawk Ooh. and Brawl and Cell Block 99. I will watch anything this one. Makes <laughs> I
1: really is, liked Bone Tomahawk.
0: I really liked both that and Brawl and Cell Block 99. So I'm, and this one has Michael Jai White and Vince Vaughn and Mo Gibson. I sign me the fuck up. I'm ready to go. What's the,
1: wait? Um, is that the the one I sent you the trailer for,
0: or you sent? I think, I. There was an exchange. I'm not sure who got it going, but we, I think we both said it to each
1: other. Okay. Yeah, that's where Mel Gibson. You can see how short he actually is, cause he, yeah. <laughs> Vince Fawn just towers over him. Yeah. It's kind of adorable. Like, I, we thought Mel Gibson was much taller.
0: That arthritis, man. <laughs> it's just, he's him.
1: looking old. Like he's finally looking his age. Like he's looking old. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't know if I'm gonna buy this. I'll wait for you to buy it and then I'll watch it after you watch it
0: and tell me to watch it? I'll probably rent it. Okay. Um, I don't own the other two movies we mentioned, but I thoroughly enjoyed both. Um, Cuffs, do you know this one? No, so
1: Christian Slater, I've only seen maybe two or three movies with him. Heathers, um, Hard Rain, and True Romance. Uh, I don't think I've seen much else with him. Oh, oh, that
0: I think I I think I have you beat them
1: Stupid movie with the flowers where he's a florist my parents yeah, I didn't were, see oh that my one. god talk about the most boring movie
0: in the world uh, Broken Arrow <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was sent you awful the, I sent you a cover uh, image for a movie he did called Stranded that is maybe one of the most amazing covers I've seen uh, he's doing the people's eyebrow and then some on it <laughs> um the Brain, 1988. Uh, I know this one by reputation. Uh, there, I've mentioned it before. There's a website I used to go to called badmovies.org. And this was a, a film that was mentioned on there a few times. A really funny monster design because it it's what you see on the cover. But it's much larger than you would expect. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> um, the physical prop, that is. Like the thing that actually interacts with the actors. Um, Sixteen Candles, I think thats I think that's one of the... Brat Pack movies that I've actually seen? Uh,
1: Not technically a Brat Pack, but... Uh, oh, this is, is it just a Molly Ringwald movie? This thing? is a Molly Ring... This was before... I think this was after Pretty in Pink, or maybe before. This might have been her first movie. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, this is a John Hughes movie, yeah. not a Brat Pack movie. I think gotcha. this
1: is one of the earliest uh John Hughes movies.
0: All right. Arctic? Mads Mikkelsen? I'll watch it, because him... <laughs> And it, it has that certified Fresh logo, so you know that the distributors are like, hey, please watch our movie. Please, please. <laughs> um, grandmother's House, that looks like
1: garbage. That does not look garbage. good. Uh,
0: the Boxer starring Daniel Day-Lewis, I have not seen. Oh, but He trained I'd for like, like six see. months to to yeah, do this. I, I think my mom told me to watch that because... 1997, yeah, that was when I was getting into movies and stuff. And she was like, Well, you might want to watch this one because, you know, it's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> it actually has acting. Um, Never Ending Man, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, that's a documentary about, you know, one of Japan's most celebrated animators. Um, I definitely would love to see that. That's from 2016. Is that a criterion? My brilliant career? Uh, looks like it. Um, from 1979, Serenity, 2018. I heard this movie is batshit crazy. Yeah, I um, don't know. I've heard some shit.
1: I don't trust <laughs> McConaughey anymore. I gave him Dallas Buyers Club, and I'll give him True Detective. Uh, I think I'm done with McConaughey. I
0: think that Beach Bum movie, the, the Harmony Corrine movie, I, is supposed to be pretty good, though. I don't
1: like Harmony Corrine. I just, I've, I've, se- I've seen a couple of movies, and I'm not a fan. It's just not for me.
0: I actually don't think I've seen one of his movies I only know him by reputation
1: Kids and I think he did Spring Breakers as well I fucking hate it
0: G- Gummo Gummo is the only one that my brother actually made me watch a few minutes of and I was like I don't need this but it's interesting yeah
1: see that's what it was like Spring Breakers was like everybody watched it. Dude, Spring Breakers was so good it was so good I'm like it really is not it's not a good movie at all it's it's really terrible. It's hot
0: garbage. Well, he he seems to have a knack for making intentionally hideous films. It's not even about hit <laughs> about hideous people. No,
1: like there's n- nothing. Just, I'm not. Don't get me started on that. Sorry. Okay.
0: Okay. Um. So, this is the last one I think we'll talk about. Uh, Miss Bala, uh, stars. What's your face? Uh, Gina Rodriguez. She's from that uh, Jane the Virgin show. <laughs> kind of having a moment um, so I can see why they would get her a vehicle, you know, a movie that she can own right away. Uh, I think she was in Annihilation also. Um, pretty, seems like a pretty talented actress. I, I think that's the only thing I've seen her in, but this is apparently a remake of a Mexican film, hmm. um, and not a very good one. <laughs> 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 so that's what that's all I know about that. Yeah, but I've, I've never, anyway. heard, never heard of her. Um. So th- I think that about does it for the Blu-ray releases yep. of April 2019. I think you're right. Seems like seems like we found a couple of winners in there. I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see uh, uh, Dragged Across Concrete for sure. Um, that Hagazusa movie. Um, I hope you wrote that down. Um, cuz that's you sounded pretty enthusiastic oh, about yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's um, that's happening this week. Uh, if actually I might text Steph and see how much longer she's going to be out. I might just watch that now.
0: i'll probably watch glass and uh same with destroyer um i don't know i might buy dragon ball broly just because i (laughs) have i own 15 other dragon ball movies (laughs) no 16 no 17 other dragon ball movies i may as well own that one um bumblebee i will rent especially since my brother wants to do an episode on it so i need to do the research and uh the man who killed hitler and then bigfoot I will probably rent that as well. So mostly rentals, maybe one or two purchases.
1: Yeah, no purchases for me. I don't have any reason yeah. for 4K. If anything, I might have yeah. gotten Hannibal on 4K, just because I, like I said, I like looking at that movie.
0: Gotcha. Um. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us as we caught up on Blu-ray for April 2019. Yep. Uh, catch you next time.